Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts but don't have all day. We've got a quick chat with someone you might be interested in learning more about in about 10 minutes. Dr. Kevin Lehman is a psychologist and an author of more than 50 books on marriage, parenting, and relationships. He's speaking at an event, Leading Your Family Well, at Eastern Hills Church in Williamsville, New York, on August 14th and 15th. You can find the link for that in the show notes for this episode. Dr. Lehman's latest book is called Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. I would guess more parents are interested in the second part, but if we figure out the why, the what usually follows. Lots of times I'll uh, walk in a church and say, well, I want to talk about the enemy. And they think that I'm talking about Satan. I said, no, actually, I'm talking about your children. They have a game plan. Do you? And kids will work you. They play adults like a violin. And the whole notion of you becoming one as a couple, I mean, I think God was the original humorist when he came up with this one, the two shall become one. That's really a tough one because he created us so differently. So kids need to be under our authority. They ought to have to understand that our yes is yes, our no is no. But you take a look around the country and you tell me, what do you see? I see chaos in families. And so people are struggling. They're trying to figure out, you know, in this economy and inflation and stress all around, kids misbehave. I'll give you a psychological term, Therese. It's purpose of behavior. In other words, that temper tantrum that kid throws on the floor or that slam door or the rolled eyes or whatever it might be is a child's way of saying, I'm unhappy. Life should be the way I want it. And I'm going to show you who the boss is. And so I always tell parents, when a kid throws a temper tantrum, step over the child at the mall. Yes, there's a great temptation to step on the child. Don't do that. <laughs> Find ways of removing your sails from a child's wind because kids are, are kids. And they're born hedonistic. They only care about themselves. And so we have to teach them in the family that life isn't about you, honey. It's about all of us. In fact, in my book, uh, Have a New Kid by Friday, I make the statement, an unhappy child is a healthy child. And people need to understand that. There's times your son or daughter, folks, has to be what? Unhappy. Why? Because they lied. Because they said something inappropriate. They stole something. They violated a family rule or one of God's rules. So parents today. Quite frankly, I think Therese are afraid to discipline their children. The 23rd Psalm, I mean, everyone knows that. But part of what it talks about is how the rod and the staff comfort me. But the rod and the staff are for protection and for correction. And that should provide us comfort. We aren't naturally comforted by correction, and neither are our kids. But boy, if we could get in line with that, it would change a lot of things. The rod was used for a lot of different reasons. To separate the wool on the sheep, to move that little sheep along when he needed some movement. Uh, the shepherd used it to count the sheep. But what parents need to understand is the mundane, the predictable in your home. Believe it or not, parents, that gives your kid a sense of security. Sheep are supposed to be uh, 
not the brightest animal in all the world, and leave it to a group of psychologists to pull this one off. They found a shepherd with his sheep, and they replaced the real shepherd with a phony. They digitized his call, and they he wore the exact same clothing that the real shepherd wore. As the call went across the meadow, Therese, all the sheep turned and looked, but none, not one sheep followed the phony. And so there has to be authenticity in our relationships with people, whether we're talking about marriage, whether we're struggling with our kids. Again, I go back to your yes has to be yes, your no has to be no. But those bedtimes, those routines, mom and dad that you put in your home, those are good for your kids. Again, they bring them comfort. And so kids, when parents exercise the rod and the staff in terms of correction, guess what? That gives them security. This event that addresses everything from motherhood to marriage to raising kids to, you know, the gamut. Is there a point where a relationship is too far gone? I mean, if a couple is thinking, do we go to this or do we not go to this? Like, we're hardly even speaking. We're not sleeping in the same bed. Is there a point where it cannot be redeemed? Boy, I wish I could drop names. I've worked with some people. You would know their names. Everyone would know their names. Their marriage was done. They were at divorce's door. And uh, with God's help, it's always with God's help. It's not man's help. We can be instruments to help people. But marriage is not a competitive sport. I got news for you. If somebody's winning your marriage, folks, you're losing. This is the obvious. Men and women are different. I've had women in my office saying, I just can't stand anymore. My husband is so much like a, like a, like a man. You know, I'm glad I'm a man. When I go to my buddy's house, I don't have to bring him a gift. I don't share my food with anybody. I do my nails at a red light. You know, I'm, I'm a man. We're different. And God has orchestrated the masculine and the feminine to come together and be one. If you don't respect the differences in a couple, I mean, if you're both the same, quite frankly, uh, there's no need for one in the marriage. It's the differences that make you a couple. And Sandy and I have just, we just celebrated our 55th wedding anniversary. I would point out that's in a row. And with five kids, we had a, we had a baby, at, a little surprise at age 42, but not to be outdone, we had one at 48. So in many ways, as old as we are, we're still parenting kids. But marriage isn't easy, but it's simple. Parenthood isn't easy, but it's simple. There's some simple paradigms that really help you get through the day with children. I say with tongue in cheek, we've seen the enemy and they are small and they're unionized and they know how to push your buttons and powerful children. Now put your hand up. If you're listening now, if you got a powerful child, put your hand up so I can see, I got you. Okay. Boy, a lot of them out there, that powerful child, he got to be powerful because you were an authoritarian parent. Think about that for a few minutes. So there are different ways of holding kids accountable. And based on the sales of my books, there's a lot of people who 
prescribed to an action-oriented way of raising your children, where kids learn to respect their parents in the home, which is really important. And today I can tell you that kids in schools can say anything to a teacher and there's no accountability. And unfortunately, the same thing happens in home. We need to be the parent we need to be. And there are times, yes, where you have to pull a rug out, and let the little buzzer tumble. Depriving your kid of a privilege, taking action, all the way through, you need to be an authority over your kids. And when you are, you'll reap the benefit of having a great relationship with your children. I can tell you as a father of five that I'm astounded about how far our five kids go out of their way just to be with good old mom and dad. Probably because I think we're going to croak any minute would probably be my best guess. But You are such a relationship expert through years of training and observation and experience and reflection. And then there's your dear, sweet wife. What has she taught you? <laughs> oh, she's taught me a lot. I, you know, I call her Mrs. Uppington uh, because she's the classy one of the two of us. We have conversations like this, Therese. You're not going out like that, are you? What's the problem? You got a big spot on your shirt. Only one? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll be home in an hour and a half. My wife looks like a million bucks any time of day. We are so different. But, you know, she's taught me specifically that other people count in life. I'm the youngest child in the family, Therese. If you name a comedian, chances are that comedian is the youngest child in their family. I was always the attention getter. I graduated fourth and bottom of my class in high school. Couldn't get in college. Got thrown out of college. Ten years later, I was a dean of students. That's sort of a funny turn of fate. But she taught me the God we serve hates pride. Sandy has taught me to serve other people. I don't mind telling you, I tithe my money. I think it's a joy to give. In today's society, it just seems like we've become so polarized. Everybody just thinks of themselves. Here's a question for you. Next time you're out driving, you stop at a red light. Ask yourself why you stopped. Doesn't want to get a ticket. Good reason. Don't want to get an accident. Great reason. It's the law. Great reason. The best reason, you stop at that stoplight. So what? So you don't hurt somebody else. But I'm telling you, that is the furthest thought in most people's minds today. Because we're so driven in our society to be, quote, successful, to get ahead, to make money, whatever whatever that zombie is in your life. And it's, uh, it's important you take time to rest. I love Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. And sometimes in our hectic world, all of us, mom, dad, child, needs to just chill and remember who God is. And if you wanna be God's worker on this earth, you gotta to learn to put other people first. Is it easy to do? No. You ask the question, how did Mrs. Uppington influence my life? She's taught me to be a giver and not a taker. 
If you've enjoyed this episode of 10 Minutes With, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You might also consider giving to Family Life, the listener-funded ministry that makes this and other podcasts possible. Go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's, if that makes sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is like as a Christian in your 20s. And Therese Talk, a podcast to help women better serve their families and communities. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org. Just click podcast in the radio menu.